Welcome, welcome to the Sharpway Show. I'm so happy you are joining me this evening. Yes, happily, I am here with you. And we are uh, Friday night. Friday night. It is indeed a Friday night. And I've been doing a lot of quizzes and such recently, as you could probably imagine. And the quizzes that I've been doing, some of you may have noticed the quizzes that I've been doing, um, they have been... Uh, trying to get you to, I guess, understand uh, how to chat better, right? How to have conversations, better conversations. And I, and I do. I do want us to have better conversations. Um, these quizzes allow you to kind of do that. And that's why I've been bugging you. So today I'm going to ask you yet again to please like and comment and share and do those things because – these quizzes make us think. They create good conversations. And today's quiz is one on identity politics and political correctness. We haven't been talking about that a lot, have we? We have, right? And I and I want us to be able to I want us to be able to have those conversations because you know that often when we have them, boy, do they get aggressive and angry and blaming and you're bad and all those things. Here we don't do that. You know that, right? We, we are openly talking about the things because I want us to have those open conversations, right? I really want us to have open conversations and I want us to be able to say what we feel. So I want to walk down this one. If you want to see what I'm going down, please click the link that is there. It is the uh, Identity Politics and Political Correctness Survey. Yes, from my sponsors, the advocates, of course, the advocates for self-government and theadvocates.org. So please feel free to visit that site and check out all the cool quizzes they have. This one is a new one. So I'm going to take this survey. Um, it should be a couple of minutes, but I'm going to, I'm going to walk down, um, the, uh, uh, all the questions here on the survey. I'm going to start right now. See if I can get it up here and there we go. All right. Question one, how do you identify? Um, I'm going to identify as other because I tend to, but don't do that. You want to any way you want. Age group, I am over 50. That is who I, I am, absolutely. Um, let's see. I am male, right? Uh, that's how I identify. Identify as you would like, obviously. Politically, I guess I'm a libertarian. Yes, I am absolutely libertarian. Question number five, when you get into the goodies here. Claims about systemic racism should primarily be, so this is how we think about claims of his, uh, systemic racism. Answer one, supported by the best available statistics and evidence. Two, accepted as the voices of the oppressed and their lived experience. Or three, downplayed because such claims are getting way overblown. You know, I can see an argument for all three of these. I can, right? If people have pain or feel oppressed, we should listen, right? I mean, if people feel it, I think we should listen, right? Maybe we don't understand where their pain was. And I remember a specific example in, in my life was Native Americans. Where I grew up in New York City, very few Native Americans. I didn't understand some of the troubles that they had gone through. So when I joined the Marine Corps is when I met a couple of Native American people and they started to talk about it. I became more kind of aware of the troubles that some of the Native Americans are still going through today. I knew the history, obviously, but today I didn't really, I didn't really get it. So I think that we should hear them. Absolutely. 
But the second part too is, you know, are they getting overblown? Is everyone becoming, everyone's an example, because I'm overblowing it now. Are too many people becoming the victim? So I could see both sides of that type of argument. I can, but of course I'm going to go with the one, which to me, this, this one seems obvious to me, even though I, I can feel both sides. It should be supported by the best available statistics and evidence, right? If it is systemic, then there would be evidence, right? If it is systemic, then there'll be stats, there'll be evidence. So I have to go with supported by the best um, evidence available. So yes. So, okay. Um, Sam already jumps in. He says, a helpful reminder to all, listen to understand, not to respond. Thank you. I'm putting that up. Yes. Thank you. If you know where someone's coming from, their concerns, we can make our points better than blame, shout, yell. Yeah. Yeah, Sam, it's a good point. I don't even have to believe that this is real. I could think it's it, they're over, it's overblown. I could even believe that. But I should hear them. Totally right. Yes, absolutely. Tom says, I can already tell I wouldn't do well with this quiz. There's no pass or fail, Tom. You do. That's what I love about these tests. These quizzes are good. These surveys are good because there's no pass or fail. It's just, let's have a conversation and think about this. These are issues we have to deal with, Tom, right? People are throwing identity politics in our face all the time. So there is no good or bad. Question six. When someone says power, in quotes, with reference to a society, which of the following is closest to your conception? Okay. One, the means by which majority groups oppress minority groups. That is power. That is right. That's power, right? If any majority group oppresses a minority group. And here in New York, we had, uh, they beat up the Mormons, right? In the 1800s, majority to minority group. That is a form of power. Actually, uh, it killed Joseph Smith. So that's a part of it. Um, next, the means by which authorities force people to comply. Yeah, we're seeing that now with lockdowns, right? Also power, absolutely. The means by which media companies are able to silence or deflatform dis- dissenting voices. Man, do I feel that one. I feel... I feel all three. I think all three are true, right? Think about when it comes to minority to majority minority. Think about how the two major parties crush the libertarians. That's power. Media companies shadow ban me and people like me all the time. That's the media one. But I guess I have to go with the one that says it's authorities, right? Because authorities is kind of overall. That would include whatever majority group, and that would include media companies, right? Isn't that kind of, well, does it include media? Media's authority, right? I think in this case, look, power is about the authorities, right? Either the majority group, if it's in power, or the media companies, if they're running things and shutting things down. And media, I, I include what I'm on now, whether you're watching me on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter. I think it's it's that too, right? I'm going to go with uh authorities because it's more in my view it covers more that's what i'm going with all right uh john post stats and evidence over arbitrary feelings yeah and i'm gonna go with what sam said too though john i do want to hear the feelings right i want to hear the feelings so i know how to respond with the facts with the stats and evidence i got to hear the feelings first otherwise i wind up not being able to respond effectively and then they don't hear my facts. So question seven, which of the following closely aligns with your beliefs about gender identity, 
and common facilities, such as restrooms or locker rooms that are open to the public. Number one, all people should be able to choose their gender identity and thus accordingly which facilities they would like to use. Now, that's a, that's a tricky one for me because I agree with the first one completely. The second one, I'm not sure I'm buying the second one, right? The first one I agree with. I think people should choose whatever you identify with. I don't care. All you enjoy, good, any way you like. I don't mind that at all. Good on you. As long as someone is, as I always say, and I will always focus on this, consenting adult, I'm good. You do you, no worries. You are an adult. You are consenting. Do what you feel you want to do. I'm all good with that. But which facilities they like to use, that would mean that someone else would be able to decide what I do in my facility, right? So does someone else decide what, mm, that's a tough one. And I've seen private companies do something that's pretty cool. Like I've seen companies have separate uh, bathrooms or restrooms that will say things like, there's like, a, there's like a picture of a blob and it goes, whatever you want. So you could just, anybody could go in, it's fine. But right, that's your own company and you can do as you feel. And I, I remember one company, I had three of them, I had male, female, and then uh, literally said like whatever or whoever or do you or something like that. So there were three bathrooms they actually made. And one was the whatever you want bathroom, whoever, enjoy. And then the other two were standardized male, female. Interesting. So I, I'm, I'm balking on the second part of this. Next one. Owners of facilities that are open to the public should be able to set their own policies about who can use such facilities. Well, yeah. Hmm. Yes, but then, but then does that, does that mean you could do the whites only thing, right? Are we saying, if we go down that road, are we doing, or is this only, no, this is only related to gender. Okay, so that doesn't work, right? So that, that doesn't, that's okay. So that does, in this case, we're not talking race. We're talking just gender identity. Is there a difference? That's a tough one too, right? I mean, I do want that. Let me go to the next one. Gender is determined at birth. So the law should direct people to use facilities according to what is written on the birth certificates. So this goes to the idea of, of you're changing the idea between gender and sex. And if any of you have been paying attention to what most people are talking about now, they're making gender and sex two separate things. That sex is more biological and gender is more identity. Yeah, I'm not really up to speed on everything here. I can't do the last one. That's a no. The top two are maybes. I'm torn between the top two. But the problem is I don't like the fact that for the first one where it says all people should be able to choose their gender identity, I agree with. And that's the only which facilities they like to use. Now I'm taking away the power of the individual owner. But the other one, I worry about the slippery slope thing. I'm being bad. I'm doing slippery slope. I hope this conversation is valuable to you because I'm trying to really think where my head would go. And so you see how I think and where my brain goes to and how I would walk down and deal with a problem. Of these three, I have to go with facilities. Understanding that maybe there's a slippery slope that I wouldn't like. And maybe we have to worry about that in some way, shape or form. So um, Doug says, post a link, please. The link is actually in the description. And also going at the bottom, both of those two. 
please check, check that out. Absolutely. Um, John says, second option is decentralized and for private property. Yes, and that's the one I, I uh, yeah, you're right, John. My, my libertarianism came out because I think when I had to be, when I was concerned, I, I defaulted to my libertarian uh, views where I defaulted. You're right, I did. But I was, you know, I, I wanted to care about other, other people. I did. But when I was in trouble, I did fall back to libertarianism. It's true. I did. Absolutely. So Josh says unisex. I like unisex. I'm in. I'm with you, John. I'm with you. Yes. Andrew says nuance is everything when it comes to these issues. Precisely why government should not be involved. <laughs> Nicely done, Andrew. Nicely done. Yes. Government does not do nuance well at all. No. All right. Next question. What is your opinion about trans transgender women and girls, those designated male at birth, playing sports against women and girls, those designated female at birth? Uh, one, it's unfair for biological women and girls. It's unfair to biological women and girls and should never be allowed. You know, I get, I get that argument too. Right. Why do why do we separate? Why do we separate sports by sex? And then allow gender. Right. If we're, if we're going to make the gender sex difference, if that's going to be how we speak, if we're going to say, no, no, no. Sex is different than gender. If that's what we're saying. Then I've always assumed that sports were divvied up, not by gender, but by sex. So if they're divvied up by sex, your gender identity shouldn't play here. Am I, am, am I wrong with this logic? That's where my head goes, right? Is that, is that logic faulty? So I think that works. But then does that mean if you get the full operation, well, would you still wouldn't be bothered, would you? I, mm. This is a tough one for me. But I also feel the unfairness. Right. I feel the unfairness. In it. And, and maybe this is just my feelings. Maybe uh, maybe John's gonna be mad at me because my arbitrary feelings aren't stats and evidence. But it's true. I, I it feels wrong to me. And maybe I'm wrong. And maybe my feelings don't matter in this case. I'm just being forward with you. It, it does feel wrong. It, I, I feel like it's, it's not going to go well for women and girls who are trying to to do great in their own worlds. Right, almost like the what? What are many uh, many women who are what? What's the phrase? Uh, turf, oh, tr oh God, trans exclusive radical feminist. That's what a turf is. For those you don't know, many of the the turf arguments are that it's a destruction of female safe spaces. That feels right to me, but I could be wrong. I mean, am, or am I then making it? Am I making this? Mm, Tough one. Let me move on to the next one. I'm torn on this one. Let me move to the next one. Um, it should be number two, question number two. I mean, answer number two. It should be the decision of private sports leagues, but not allowed in public schools. Huh. So if a private sports league wants to do it, a public school can't or shouldn't. Not allowed. So not shouldn't, can't. So you would stop it in public schools, but allow it in private sports leagues. Is the argument here because the is the argument here because the government assigns birth 
Therefore, government school, I mean, assigns sex at birth. Therefore, the government school has to keep to what it says. Right? I'm not sure where the argument is here. Why is it good in one and not in the other? It, oh, is it, ah, maybe because, okay, public schools, because I don't have a choice, right? Because I have to go to a public school and I'm paying for it. But if it's private, they do what they want. So you could do it, say, in, you couldn't do it in, say, um, uh, maybe a, 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 a high school sports. You couldn't have transgendered girls play, transgender girls play. But if you wanted to go into, I don't know, the WNBA, you could do it. This is a tough one. This is a tough one for me. Next. It is progress for those transgender women and girls be recognized as they see themselves. I actually don't buy that one. This one I don't buy. And I don't buy this one because you can be recognized as whatever gender you want without having to play sports, right? I don't think that's... I look at it, you know, similar to like the military, right? As an example, it's a choice, it's a voluntary. A voluntary. If I'm too overweight and maybe, I, or if I have a genetic issue, I'm born with something, a genetic heart defect or something, I can't be in the military, right? You might say, well, no, you should let people have this, this physical thing that they can't be in the military. They should have a right to serve. I disagree with that. It's voluntary. So sometimes you can't do that, right? I mean, I'm only 5'11". The odds of me going to the NBA in today's world, slim. I mean, I could have, like, in theory, if I tried hard enough, but maybe not. I, I don't buy this one. This one, look, I, I'm, I'm not against transgender women doing things, whatever. I, I mean, it's fine, but not, not everyone gets to be a professional athlete. Me either, right? I don't get to be. Not everyone gets to be a Marine. I did because I'm cooler than you guys because I was a Marine. I'm kidding. I'm teasing you all, particularly you, uh, particularly you Army guys. I'm better than all of you. I'm teasing. You get mad at me all of a sudden. But my point is, I, I don't buy the third one at all. First and second one is where I, I'm between those two. That's my thing, right? That that's I'm between those two. Michael say, says, I find this quiz to be Marxist and offensive. Michael, you know, it's given a bunch of options. It's not just given one, right? Come on. Jeff says, I have a very large problem with the trans MMA fighter that beat the hell. Yeah, beats the hell out of women. I forget the name. Already fractured a couple of opponent's skulls. Jeff, why do see that? That's my see. It doesn't feel right. I feel like it's even, even if it's allowed, right? Even it, even if it's allowed. Um, what kind of person does that? This is why I I don't agree with the third one, right? It, it's progress and it can be recognized at what cost. I'm recognized as a great MMA fighter by beating the hell out of people who aren't anywhere near as physically strong as I am. That's not, a, I don't want to be recognized for that. You already said it. I feel like the guy's a monster. Oh, the gal, sorry, I apologize. Uh, the gal's a monster. I feel like she's a monster. I, yeah, I'm with you, Jeff. I am. Ben says, if that's okay, allow steroid use. Not that I'm for it. Ooh, Ben. Valid point, right? If they're using drugs, if the person is using drugs to deal with their estrogen or testosterone, you can make an argument for steroids too. That's a valid point. You can make it, you can make it for either. Yes. Dustin says, what about a trans league for sports? 
Well, the problem is there aren't enough trans there aren't enough trans people who are athletes. So I mean, I guess you could do it in theory, but are there enough athletes who are trans you could do it? Is it viable? I don't think it's viable. I don't think it is at least. Right? That that's my issue. So yeah. Ed says you are cooler. Your dress uniform is nicer than mine. Army. We do have cool dress uniforms. That's true, Ed. We definitely do. Absolutely. All right. I'm gonna stop dodging. I'm gonna answer. I'm gonna while I, I'm no for the third. It's the first or second in my case here. I'm gonna have to fall to. It's not perfect, but I guess the closest one. I'm gonna fall back in libertarian views. I just did. I I fell back to it. So yeah. All right. Which of the following, from your point of view, is the most appropriate way to judge people? All right. One, whether or not they belong to a group that uses oppressive power. I, I, mm. no, I would say whether or not they personally are oppressive, not the group thing. I'm not buying it. I can't go with one. I'm not going with the group thing. No, that's a no on that one. Uh, two, whether or not they belong to a group that is committed to God. See, a group thing again. I'm not going to go with the group thing. I don't think you judge people by the group they belong to. With the exception, there's an exception here. I might. I might judge them by their peer group, I mean, the people that they hang around with as individuals. That I might. So when it comes to groups, I might go, you hang around with that guy? You know? I mean... I mean, you hang around with Torrance. I don't know if I want to like, I'm teasing you, Torrance. <laughs> Maybe I don't want to hang out with you. I mean, but you know, it's, you got to be around the people I might a, as a group, if that makes any sense, but not a group that society says you belong to. I'm not buying that at all. Um, third, so it goes to the third one, uh, whether or not someone as an individual is respectful or refrains from harming others. Bingo. Easy day. Th- this is the easiest question. That nine was a, was, was simple. That was very easy. So. All right, Michael says, I don't really believe in any of this stuff. I think it's absolutely ridiculous and wrong that biological men compete in women's sports. Well, there's no wrong answer, right? You should go down and say it. Take the test and say what you feel. The reality of it is, Michael, is I know lots of people who feel the same way you do. I do, many of them. My concern is I don't think you or me or anybody should ignore this. This is here. It's with us. And if we're going to get people to think the way we want them to think or the way you want them to think or whoever, we got to have conversations. Ignoring it's not going to help if that makes any sense. So I would ask you, if you're unhappy or you think you may fail the test, take it anyway and share it and have the conversation with people. If they take it, they may say, same thing you just said, hey, Michael, is BS. I hate your stuff. They might do that. Or they might go, you know, that one question, it made me think. And that's my hope. Or that one question, I heard my friend say that. Or heard my mom or my cousin, my dad say that. I think we get, this gets the conversation going. It's why I bug you on this so much. Why is he always doing quizzes? Because this helps. It has us have the conversation that I want us to have. So, yes. All right. Question 10. When it comes to a woman who accuses a man of sexually assaulting her, we must always, oh, I'm already ready. I'm already in trouble when it goes to always, right? Just seeing the always, I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. All right. Um, One, investigate circumstances such as the extent to which the accuser was being sexually provocative with the accused. Is is that is that saying that maybe, oh, is this are they saying that the woman actually was consenting and is lying 
Or are they saying, you know, the old, well, she asked for it. Is that, is that where they're going with this one? I, I don't see there's, there's two things on this question that, that make me be, I'm concerned about one, what we think is assault versus harassment, right? Harassment and assault are two separate things, both bad. I'm not saying either is good. This goes back to my old horribleometer, right? You shouldn't be assaulting women. You shouldn't be harassing them either, but assaulting's way worse, right? Me saying bad things is bad, and I shouldn't do that. It's a whole lot worse. I'm grabby touchy. That's way worse. I mean, that's another. I, I cross one line, now I cross another line. And they're saying assaulting. So I'm going to not go with harassment here. I am going to go to assault here, all right, because the question is assault. So I'm going to go to someone that is physically, in this case, it is a woman who is accusing a man of physically grabbing her, touching her, something like that, forcing himself upon her. It's not rape, right, because that would be rape. This is sexual assault. So he's not physically raping her, but he is grabbing her, touching her, whatever the case may be. All right. I don't think a woman ever asks for that. The question would be, was she actually consenting and then angry afterwards, meaning she would be lying, right? So I do think you want to investigate the circumstances because women are humans and they might be lying or coerced or bribed. It's possible. I do believe that most of the time the woman's probably right. I'm just being forward. I think that's, she's usually telling the truth usually, but they're humans. So women could be bribed, coerced, lied, whatever is possible. Um, so let me hold off and that's a maybe. Next, believe the victims because skepticism only compounds her suffering. Wow. The, the second piece is true, but I can't just go to the first piece. I mean, I can only imagine. I've obviously never been through this, but I can only imagine if you were actually assaulted by somebody, particularly if there was someone that you cared about or respected, like my governor Cuomo, how you would feel if people go, it's not true. Cuomo's great. <laughs> um. But I don't just want to, I didn't even, even with Cuomo, you guys saw me. I was like, let's give him his day. Let's do the investigation. Give the guy due pro. I was all about due process and I hate Cuomo. And I was still like, let the investigation come out. Maybe it's a massive conspiracy. Who knows? Give the guy uh, an opportunity to get his side out. And he did. And it was BS and he was garbage. So while I feel for the woman, I do. I, you can't just believe you have to respect right you got to respect that's the issue it's not believe women it's respect women and take the accusation seriously full investigation i think that's the answer take it seriously right and full investigation and create an environment that the woman doesn't feel like she shouldn't do it like she feels like she should do it Change the environment for sure. That's an issue. All right. Third, assume the man is innocent until proven guilty through due process. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm going to both, right? I mean, yeah, the, the due process part, I'm totally on board with. But am I really assuming he's innocent? I wish I could, but I'm human and I'm probably not. I mean, I didn't assume Cuomo was innocent. I mean, I had a feeling he was guilty. I did. I mean, I did. But... I was like, let's do nothing of anger until we get some due process. So 
This is a hard one because I don't want to I don't want to punish the women, but I don't want to punish men either. I do want to investigate, but I don't want to play the, you know, oh, she was asking for it. I'm gonna, I don't want to play that game. I don't want to sue me. I mean, I should. I, I got to I have to go with that, don't I? The due process is my entire key. That's my shtick. And it's what I believe in. And that's what I talk about. So I got to go due process. I'm going due process. There we go. Torrance is like carry consensual consent forms with me. I love it, brother. That's the smart thing. I got to get some too. See, my wife will get one. <laughs> That's going to like that. It's good. Absolutely. Michael says, it's hard for women to even report sexual assault or rape. Many never come forward or not until years later. Michael, you're right. And I feel that. I totally feel that. I get it. I've seen it. I've seen, I've seen women not want to report, not just because they're afraid that they won't be believed. In fact, the reverse. Sometimes they're afraid that what's going to happen is going to be so hard or so harsh that they're going to punish someone harshly and then it will affect their career. So they're act- so some women are worried about not being believed, right? Some women are worried about themselves being, you know, oh, you asked for it or whatever, right? Then, but some are also worried that the damage that they'll do from what happened to them will scar them within their community or within their industry, which also happens, right? Oh, she's a troublemaker, right? She reported on so-and-so, that guy, he was great. We can't hire her. She'll come after us. So I think there's some of that too. There's many reasons, which is why I feel so bad about this. You have to change the environment. You've got to change the environment. That's the issue. But you have a valid point. I'm, I'm totally with you. Question 11, which of the following do you think best explains how opportunities are distributed in today's society. Well, this is a tough one too. All right. Mostly work ethic and termination. Opportunities tend to flow to those who work hard, but some people are lazier than others. I think that's true. It is, right? I mean, I think most opportunities, right? Not all. Obviously, some people are just lucky. Of course, that happens. Of course, it is. I just can't believe that most people who are successful are just lucky, right? Luck's always a part of success, but it's it's not necessarily the biggest part. It could be a very small part of your success. I think, what's the old saying? The harder I work, the luckier I get. That's not 100% true. because Some people work very hard and don't get lucky at all. But I think the smarter you work and the more work ethic and determination you have, the better you bounce back from failures, the luckier you're going to get, right? So I think that part is true, which is why I do, the work ethic does matter. Determination Grit, ability to step up, does matter. There's several books on this. I think that's true. Some people are lazier than others. Let me Maybe one. Let me hold off. Let me go to two. Mostly natural talents and educational experience. That's true, too. I think natural talent does matter a bit. Educational experience, you can get better at something. Right? Just because you're natural talent doesn't mean you'll become successful, though. Opportunities tend to flow those who apply their natural abilities, which everyone develops. That's that's also true. I think both of those are true. Man, they're making me think now. Which one's the worst one, right? That that's that's a big issue. Mostly race and privilege. Opportunities tend to flow to those who are white or otherwise born to networks of wealth and influence. If you take on this one, if you take away the white part, I think it's true, right? Privilege is a big deal. But it's not always based upon race. Sometimes it is, depending upon the situation. But it's much more based upon the networks of wealth and influence. More than I think it is. 
but that that may be there's probably more white people who are born into that but i don't think it's because of being white that makes any sense right i don't think it's because the person is white i think more white people are born into that environment so i think there's part all three of these have some truth it's a, it's a tough one all right let me let me let me look up. michael says zip code you grow up grow up in is among the largest determining factors of, of life chance. Again, change the environment. Michael agreed. Yeah, I think, and that's my point, right? Zip, you could be a black person, right? In a white, I'm doing air quotes, zip code and, you know, have a higher chance of being successful. I think all three of these could be true. I don't like the part of adding the white part, but if you take away the white part, I think privilege is a thing. I mean, some people grow up in better zip codes. That's true but they could be black, Asian, white. And I think by percentage, probably more white people are in those neighborhoods, but it's not because they're white, it's because they're in that neighborhood or because of the systems that were in place prior that got them in the neighborhood. If you go back to redlining and 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 subprime mortgages, things like that, I think that would be a part of it, which would take more black people out of those zip codes because of government uh, rules and regulations. Yep, I had to beat up government because I have to. To, it's my thing. So yes, um, Torrance says, "Lol, there's a black privilege when being hot as a pro athlete." Is there? I, I, you know, it's funny. I, I've seen that before, and it can sound some crazy. It's a minor thing. It's a very small thing, but it's funny. Just the story you you, you just brought to my uh, back to my memory. It's a friend of mine who was a designer in New York City, interior designer, and he wasn't. He was a male, but he was straight. And it was one of the only times that being a straight male in the industry was a d- detriment. People were like, you're not gay? I don't know if I like you. I know it sounds crazy, but the industry is filled with females and gay men. There are, Of course, there are straight male designers, of course. But by percentage, there's a whole lot less of them. So there's a little like a bias against that, right? I've seen, and this will drive some of you crazy, I've seen a, a pro-Jewish uh, bias for lawyers. I remember specifically a couple of different small firms I was working with who were literally talking about trying to find a stereotypical Jewish sounding name for their lawyers they were going to hire. So if they could, if they made them partner, they could have a stereotypical Jewish sounding name in the headlines. It'll be like Smith, Jones, and Greenberg or whatever, right? A, a they were looking for that. Totally off topic, I know. And, and clearly, we don't, this is, this is still discrimination not, and uh, specific to industries, but this goes back to your pro athlete, right? Black, uh, designer, gay, lawyer, Jewish. It's, it's very funny that you bring this up. So yes. And Andrew, of course, says the government ruins everything. Correct. Yes. I have to say that. Torrance, environment is greater than culture, greater than race. Yes. Yet again, I agree with you, Torrance. I think you're totally right there. Change the environment is key. And that's why, while I understand the idea of privilege, if they pull the white out, it has merit too. I think all three of these have merit. I don't know which one I want to go with. Um, um, mm, 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 uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. Mm. I'm torn on this one, guys. I am really torn on this one. Uh, I think I'm going to go with educational experience, natural abilities. I'm going to try, that's, 
I just, I just, that, it's where I went. I'm not sure if that's the right one. I was told it was in the top two, and the bottom one had some merit also. That was a tough one. Which of the following considerations do you think best explains the average pay disparities between men and women? Ooh, this is a tough one too, right? We hear this all the time. One, unconscious biases, uh, biases rooted in sexism and traditional gender roles. I think there is a gender role piece. I think there is, but not only, not only in the person doing the hiring, but also in the jobs that we choose, right? Both of those things. I think there is some, right? Males might, might choose different jobs and that's changed recently. And I think um, I'll give a, a very odd example that many people remember. Um, medical, uh, um, pharmaceutical sales. Sales used to be, prior to pharmaceuticals, heavily male-dominated. I mean, it still is more, more male-dominated than female, still is. But it was heavily male-dominated. And sales is where you have the best chance of making big cash, right? But once, but once they started doing pharmaceutical sales, where most doctors were males, they were literally trying to hire attractive young women. This is I'm not making this up. This actually happened. You do your own homework. There's like documentation on it. They were hiring a lot of young females to woo the male doctors into buying and to prescribing the drugs. And much more women came into that role because it was, to be forward, that was sexism, right? I mean, but it was working. It clearly worked. But it was, oh, we'll get the pretty women to woo the older men, and then they'll do that, right? So I think that is true. I think I think it does happen. So I could see bias on both. I, there's, some, there's some validity to this one. All right, next one. Different kinds of choices men and women tend to make. Isn't that kind of the same as the first one? Oh, no, no, no. Okay, that's this is only on choice of work. I was thinking both sides. Yeah, okay, um, different kinds of choices men and women tend to make, including the choice of work, to work more or fewer hours on the job. I mean, I could see that also. Because if you look at it, I think a lot of a lot of people now, a, a lot more women are choosing to make relationships either later in life or not even as important in their life. And I think you're finding that's one of the reasons while the pay gap is starting to get closer. So I think that could be true too. Next, men tend to negotiate more aggressively for their salaries due to biological difference between men and women on average. Men negotiate more aggressively for, oh, this is the Jordan Peterson argument, right? That, that women are more agreeable. I haven't seen that. This one I hear about often, but I haven't seen that, right? I, I've seen women, and literally, I've, I've been a boss. I've had a female-dominated sales force. I know it sounds weird that I talk about that, being males, but I've actually been, have been in, in, in businesses where the, the, the sales force dominated, and the women were not at all shy about. But then again, it was a sales force, so maybe that's a self-selection of women. So maybe, maybe, my, maybe my view is biased. Because the women that I was dealing with as my juniors in this case, they were all salespeople. So 
by default, they're going to be a bit more forward and aggressive. So this could be self-selection. Yeah, I, I have a trouble buying the third one only because of my own personal experiences. So I'm, mm, I, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit turned to maybe, maybe. <laughs> Torrance says, is real estate not female dominated? I think it is. And boy, realtors are hardcore. Have you seen realtors negotiate? That's, I'm not buying the third one. It's, it's one or two. It's not, it's not the third one. I'm not buying that one. It's not that, right? Absolutely. So, um, Deb says, my mother-in-law was just in the pay negotiation and she was told that she didn't need more because she wasn't the breadwinner. Wow. I was super surprised that kind of thing was still spoken in 2021. Deb, you just blew my mind. I would never imagine, I couldn't imagine saying that to one of my, to one of my employees. I could never First off, I wouldn't think it, no matter what, right? First off, I don't care about the need. That isn't the issue, right? Uh, if, if you're working for me, Deb, it's not your need. It's what value are you bringing and what are you worth and how much am I going to pay to get what you give me? Your need is irrelevant, right? I mean, that shouldn't be part of our deal. It should be you're good at what you do. I need that skill set. So here's the money that I think I should give you to get that skill set. I mean, I feel like that's how it's supposed. That's how I've done. I mean, uh, the situation I was talking about was a woman who was who I actually wound up giving her a serious, I mean, like a five figure raise, because the skill set she had was one that I couldn't find anyplace else, and I needed her, and she was good at what she did. So I gave her a large raise, and she negotiated pretty hard, but she was happy. We we were we were good. We're we're still friends today. We're still Facebook friends. This was probably I don't know seven years ago more. Um, so yeah. I'm shocked that that's, I feel like you've made this up. I'm not saying you did, Deb, but it feels like an anachronism, right? Like this couldn't have, you mean that was like 1971 that happened, right? Not 2021. Wow. Um, well, maybe number one, this unconscious bias thing is real, right? Maybe this, Maybe it is one. Maybe it's one. Andrea says, there was an article I read, the jobs that women choose. Also, jobs women tend to choose have better benefits. Do they count those benefits in the gap? Oh, good question. Are we talking pay or are we talking overall compensation? Uh, that's a good question. If we count overall compensation, does that change? Huh. Michael says, I don't know. All the women in my family make more money than I do. See, Michael, it's not just me, right? It's not just me. Yes. So, yeah. Shelly says, real estate is dominated by women, but that's changing rapidly as people move across state lines. The money is better. Also true, Shelly. I think you're right. Absolutely. Yes. So, Shelly can't believe it. They still say that? Me too. I'm like, what? I feel, Deb, I'm just teasing you, but I feel like you just made it up. Like, you're like, I'm going to get Larry, right? Right? That's, that's right? So, then Deb goes, I know her boss, she gotten fired. Yes. Absolutely. Deb now also says, my personal experience is that my pay disparity wasn't based on my gender. I think it's been more employer pay strategy. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Okay. Okay. Andrew says, this argument drives me nuts. Where are all the female coal miners at? Women have different affinity for different jobs. It's a valid point, right? This is why I'm saying the the choices piece... uh, here and, and this is where the the this is where 
the language is confusing for me, right? Is the unconscious bias only on the part of the employer or also on the part of the employee, right? I'm not sure that women are actually, it's going to sound crazy, choosing to not be coal miners. I mean, they are, but probably employers aren't, probably, I'm going to assume this to be true, probably aren't marketing to women to be coal miners. And women probably aren't looking to be coal miners. Like, it's probably not even in their mindset, like, you know, I should be a coal miner. I would bet the vast majority of women aren't trying to become coal miners. They're not promoting. They're not going after them, right? So I think that's probably a two-way issue on the unconscious bias bias that we have in ourselves. But one also brings up sexism. How can it be unconscious bias and sexism? Right? I mean, I guess it could be, but the outcome would be sexist then. But the in hmm. the outcome of unconscious bias could be sexist. But that doesn't make the person sexist, right? Or does it? I think no. If it's unconscious, the person isn't sexist. The person has traditional ideas or bad habits that would be, that would create sexist outcomes. She might be something more like, like cultural or systemic. Ugh. I'm going to go with two. I could see one or two in this one. I, I don't see the three one at all. I don't see that at all. I can go one or two. I'm going to go two. I'm, I guess I'm, I'm doing the, the, I'm doing the more, uh, the safer bet. Am I being too safe? Should I be a bit more edgy? Maybe. Question 13. Which of the following most closely aligns with your beliefs about white supremacy? I hate the word, the phrase white supremacy. I can't stand the phrase. It just makes everybody feel bad. Like this, you can't say the word white, the phrase white supremacy, and anyone go, yay! Like everyone feels bad. What a terrible phrase to use. It's a bad phrase. All right, so what am I going to think about white supremacy? Uh, number one, white supremacy is largely a myth created by the social justice movement. Lousy a myth. I, I man, created by the social justice. Mm. Torrance thinks it's a myth. He actually put it literally in, in, in caps. White supremacy is a myth. I guess that's the one you're clicking, Torrance. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Okay. Um, I'm not sure I can go there yet. I got to read the rest because... That the problem is, is the phrase white supremacy incorrect? It is. And that's my point, right? Uh, there are there are disadvantages that have been systemic through government for decades, if not sorry, through centuries. I can't even go through centuries that have made that have made many people downtrodden. Attacks on Native Americans, slavery, um, redlining, uh, segregation, um, Chinese uh, immigration laws. I mean, insert thing here. But, but calling that white supremacy is the wrong phrase, if that makes any sense. But the concept that government has created policies that have hurt the other and the other has rarely been 
the white population. That's that's true. That has actually happened. You can see it from every group. Worse, the two worst are Native Americans and Black Americans. But you've seen it through Hispanics. You've seen it through Asians. You've seen that happen it, here or there. You've seen it happen in other areas. Yeah. Um, uh, I can't go myth, though. I don't think it's a myth. I, I can't go there. But it's not what people think it is. All right, next one. White supremacy is a view held by a relatively small group of racists that make a lot of noise. I think that's true, too. Yes, I think that's true, too. Yes. Um, white supremacy is everywhere and includes everyone who doesn't self-identify as anti-racist. I can't buy that one either. That's that's not true. It isn't everywhere. The app... The average American actually doesn't care at all about race. The average, there are racists, don't get me wrong. There are racists, they, they exist. The average American isn't though. The average American is just some, some guy or gal trying to you know, move through life. That's the average. So I can't, I can't go with one or three. I guess I have to go with two, I guess. Um, redlining, ah, redlining was, um, red, redlining was, when the government literally stopped black people only from living in certain neighborhoods by not authorizing specialized mortgages in those neighborhoods and then literally stopping others from getting mortgages if black people were in those neighborhoods. So literally, and this is, if you, if you care, I did a Juneteenth special um, last, no, two years ago? No, last year. Last year, you check out so my Juneteenth special. I explained exactly how it worked. The government basically said, Okay, after World War II and all these times, we're going to give out these mortgages. And they had a percentage. And, it, and I actually show the documents, the government documents, Gene, that said you're going to have a certain percentage of Jews, a certain percentage of Italians, a certain percentage of Irish, and zero black families. It was literally the government doing this. And the problem is people have said, see, there were racist people who did this. No, the people weren't racist, meaning the individual mortgage broker or the individual um House, the uh, individual um, a real estate broker, they weren't trying to be racist. They were trying to sell houses and mortgages. The government wouldn't allow them to. So they were by default racist because of the government. So the outcome was racist. The system was racist. So it didn't matter who the people were, if that makes any sense. That's what redlining is. It's like uh, segregation laws. Do you think every person in the South was like, I don't want black people in my, uh, you know, in my store? Of course, and they want to make money. But the government said, you may not do it. So it made the people by default racist because of the government rules. I hope that makes sense, Gene. That's what redlining is. So, yes. So uh, everyone's doing option two. Yes, I know. Option two. What a question. I, I know, Jack. I was, I was like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Um, Long Island was redlined. Hard. You're correct. Absolutely. Yes. Um, went with two. Everyone's going with two. Yeah, I'm going with two. I'm going with two. Two it is. All right. Question 14. Which of the following most closely aligns to your beliefs about whiteness? Oh, they're doing the whiteness thing. All right. Um, man, the whiteness thing. There's another thing. I, I, why would you use that word? Of all the words to use, they chose that word, right? They chose that word, whiteness. But people talk about it. I see it all the time, right? And and I got to tell you, it. I, I can't stand the whiteness word. But if I had a choice between white supremacy and whiteness, I'd go with whiteness, right? I mean, I'd, I'd rather use that one because white supremacy by default 
makes everybody feel bad. And by default, whiteness, at least with whiteness, as bad as it is, and again, I'm not saying this is a good phrase. I'm just saying that whiteness is better than, because I can divvy it away from the person, right? And go, I can, okay, it's a thing. White is not you. Not, not, I'm not saying white guy bad. I'm not saying that. I'm saying this thing is bad. So it's better. And that's not better. It's wrong. We're going back to all our horribleometer again. It's less horrible than white supremacy. White supremacy is a terrible phrase. Whiteness is bad, just not as bad as white supremacy. So I know, I, Michael, I'm, I'm happy you're still here. I thought maybe you might fall out of your chair and just explode and run away. Thank you for staying. Because people are talking about this. They're talking about it. Just, they are. All right. Whiteness is a characteristic of ethnicity, but the term tends to divide more than it unites people. I mean, that's true. So one is, yes, for sure one. Let's keep going. Whiteness is a set of cultural characteristics that leads to the oppression of minorities, often in subtle ways. That's a better definition because now at least you're saying cultural characteristics, not white man bad. So that's better. Better. Um, okay. Um, the top two, we can... There's chunks of both of them. Can't we mix the top two? Let's mix the top two. Because that would be good. We should say it's a set of cultural characteristics that tends to divide more than unite. See, if they had that one, if you could mix one and two, I'd check that one in a heartbeat. All right, three. Whiteness is an unscientific way of putting certain people into racial categories and a, a term perpetu- and the term perpetually perpetuates racial division. Uh, yes to all three of these. Yes to all three of them. Um, man. Yes to all three. This is a tough one for me. Um, I don't know where where I where I go on this one here. Right. There, each one has something good in it that I would buy. It does unite. It does divide. It's way better as a cultural characteristics than anything else. And it's unscientific. Uh, these are, and it perpetuates racial division. I want all three of these. Um, man. I, I don't know which one to pick. Um, Nazim says, I picked one. I could see one. I could. I could see one. Check three. I could see three. Absolutely. Man, it got me thinking here. Jack's like, this is like Trump or Biden. Nice, Jack. I appreciate that. Yes. Oh, my God. Um, I'm taught, I'm calling this one. Um, it does tend to divide more than unite. That's for sure. It is unscientific. That's all. I could see one or three easily. I mean, it's cultural characteristics that is better, but you know what? I'm not going to go with two. I'm not going to go with two. I'm going to go with one or three. Yeah. Um, mm, I don't know which one to put. Oh, man, I'm, 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 I'm torn on this one. Um, why is the characters of ethnicity, but the term tends to divide? It is. Ethnicity is better than race, right? That's why I like that one, too. Ethnicity is better than race, right? 
That's why I was like the cultural characteristics is better than saying it's race. So I'm glad about that. What is another way of putting certain people into racial categories? I'm going to go with three. I'm going to go with three. I could have gone with one, though. I could have gone with one. I maybe could have gone with two because of the way it was better. I went with three. I don't know if that was good or bad. I went with three. All right. Which of the, of the following most closely aligns with your beliefs about true feminism? Oh, they hit us with feminism now. All right. So this one's going to work. True feminism is a commitment to respecting all women's personal and professional life choices. So long as each honors her agreement and harms no other. Oh, I like that one. Oh, that's real good. I like that one a lot. I already like this one. Good. Okay. Uh, two, true feminism, commitment to the idea that women should have equal access to all positions of power, authority, and leadership in society. Equal access. I think that's awesome. Yeah, this is good too. I like that. Right? You, women should have access. We shouldn't force them. But yeah, I like that. Um, true feminism is a commitment to honoring the characters of women that make them best into certain kinds of roles in society and the family. I can't buy three. It's one or two. True feminism is a commitment to respecting all women's personal and professional life choices. Each other's agreement and harm. So that's a good one. Commitment to the idea that women should have equal access to those in power. I do. I think, look, and, and, and I'm saying the word access here for two, right? I don't want government to say you need to be this or percentage of that. But I do want to make sure that government removes all barriers so that those women who want to move into power can, right? So I could go one or two. But I do want I do want women to have access to options of power authority. I want them to be able to move up if they want to. I don't want any barriers at all. I'm going to go with two on this one. All right, what'd you guys go with here? Um, I picked one on feminism. Torrance did. The shadow one said two. Yep, government they mess everything up. Yeah, true. All right, sixteen. When it comes to gender reassignment surgery for minors. Which of the following is closest to your view? Yeah, this is a real... Uh, see, this is good stuff. This really is... This really is like questions people are asking right now. All right. The appropriate age a young person is capable of making a decision should be left to common law courts. These courts determine criteria for a minor's agency as well as responsibility slash liability for parents and medical professionals. Yeah, okay. So meaning like local courts could decide similar to age of consent. I'm open. I'm open to that. Okay, next. Only fully developed adults are capable of making rational decisions about gender reassignment surgery. And this fact should be laid out clear to legislators. Ooh, see, I like the first part of that, but I don't like the second part of that. But I get it, right? I'm... I, I'm I'm one of the guys who says literally it this is about consenting adults, right? And I know I definitely understand the issue that people will tell me. And if the pushback again this is, but Larry, if you stop a kid from going through puberty, they are going to be, you know, this, that, and the other. I get it. But I, I just can't see a, I mean, I have two kids. I'm an eleven year old and a seventeen year old. And I just can't see my kids. And maybe, maybe, maybe this is my personal experience. 
I can't see my kids making a decision like this that will literally affect every part of their life for the rest of their life. It will affect every part of their life. I mean, who they, who they marry, who they mate with, if they can mate, uh, if they can have children, all these things are going to be affected by someone who is literally a child who can't smoke, who can't drink. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. I hate the part laid out clearly. That's the part, because that's libertarian to me, that goes, oh, I don't like that part. I, I do like the, why can't you the first one then go to the common law courts, right? Again, I want to mix one and two. If I can mix one and two, I'm good. I want to mix one and two together. Let me check three. Once a child has expressed and settled on his or her or their preferred gender identity, it is important to help them transition as early as medically advisable. I totally disagree on that one. I can't do three. And I know some of you will be unhappy when I say that, and I'm sorry, but I'm just being forward with you. I disagree, right? Um, I think there's a difference between gender affirmation and gender acceptance. And I'll be clear, or gender tolerance or acceptance versus affirmation. And here's my feeling. And again, I know some of you will be unhappy, but I'm just telling I'm I'm not going to lie to you on how I feel, even if some of you get upset. And many of you have been mad at me in the past, I know. If my daughters come to me and say, Daddy, I think I'm a boy, or Daddy, I don't know if I'm a girl or not, or, or Daddy, I think I'm gay, or Daddy, I'm whatever. And I can't tell you what, but some of those types of things have already happened in my life. My daughters go to New York City schools, you can imagine. So it's already happened. And all I said was, okay, sweetheart, that's awesome. You have your homework today? Great, sweetheart, go to school. Wonderful, what's for dinner? That's all I did. I didn't say, you're right. You're a boy now. Let's get you surgery. It's not what I said. I said, okay, great. Go on. Do your thing. Move on. That was it. I didn't get mad at them. I wasn't happy. I was like, great. If you're whatever, fine. I don't care if you never said anything or told me everything. Okay, let's move on. And in my specific situation, I'm saying this is anecdotal. It's only my children. So far, it's turned into nothing. It was something they talked about. And that's it. So I can't go with three. And maybe my personal experience biases me. But I just, I let my my kids be them. I don't affirm or deny. I just go, great. You are who you are. I love you no matter what. Let's go. I don't give them extra attention for it or less attention for it. Nothing's changed. So that's that is my that's where I am here. And it's, uh, I don't know. So Dustin says, kids change their minds all the time. This is true. Yes. Jack says they need to decide. Yes. Yes. If I get it right. Ambalam says I choose to, but didn't like this question. Yeah. Right. That's the part. The, that, that part, the answer laid out clear by the That always scares me. That's the part I don't like. Yes. Torrin says, it's a great response to your children exploring themselves, Larry. Yes, just let them be who they're going to be. Yes, absolutely. David, legislators is killing me on too. David, that's a libertarian in us right now. We're like, wait, oh, I don't like that part. Yes, I don't like that part. John says, all in on two, the cartoon Pinocchio has the guy rounding up all the bad kids and them into donkeys. That there are people pushing gender on young adults for non-honest reasons. I think that there's part of that too, John. I agree. It's the legislation piece. That bugs me, right? That's that's the piece that bugs me right there. Yes, it's it's just the 
the, the legend. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with two though. I am. I'm gonna go with two. Um and fully developed. They mean age. God, see, I could go one, right? If you if you're using age of consent, right? Most is 16, 17. Yeah, are we going six? That's my only word. Are we going 16, 17? Then are we waiting to adults? I got to go two. I'm torn. I could go one on this, but I'm going to go with two. I hate the legislative part, but I'm going to go with two. (laughs) Intersectionality is an analytical framework for understanding how aspects of a person's social and political identities combine to create different modes of discrimination and privilege. Which of the following is closest to your view on intersectionality? All right. Intersectionality is a a necessary lens through which to see goals of social justice because it helps oppressed groups see what they all have in common. I think that is true. That's true. That's accurate. It it is, right? If If you're a woman and you're gay, right, then there are, right, two separate pieces there. If you're if you're black and you're old, right, you old people, anyone 20 years older than me is old, then you've got two of those. I think that's true. All right, there's some validity. I like number one. Okay, yes. Intersectionality is a major aspect of cultural Marxism. It threatens Western values and civility. No, it's not that bad. That's, exact, that's not true. That's not true. I mean, it's that's not true. No, it doesn't threaten Western values. It doesn't. That two is not true. Not it's not two. That's not true. Um, three inter- intersectionality is ultimately a political strategy to forcibly redistribute political power and financial benefits based on received group victimhood status. I think that goes too far. There is a little bit of that though, right? There's a there's a little bit of that. This I'm torn between one and three. Two is a no. It's a, that that goes too far. There's a little bit of three. There's a little bit. And I don't like that. Mm. I gotta go with one on this. I gotta go with one on this one. I could go three a little bit. Two's too far. One it is. All right. Um Torrent says, I chose option one, but don't, don't necessarily like the word oppressed. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. Yes, that's true. Yes. <laughs> so that's good. Uh, three is the fear, isn't it? That's what I'm saying, David. There's something to three. You're right. There's something to it. That's not just made up. There's something to three, but I think one is the answer. That's my view. But there is something to three. There's something to it. All right. Next. Uh, question 18, which of the following most closely aligns with your beliefs about racism? Select one, all right. Uh, racism is a big problem. White people will have to do the work of understanding their privilege as well as the conscious and unconscious biases against people of color. Otherwise, we need to enact policies that purge our system of white supremacy. Not one, no to one. It's it's not one, right? That's for sure it's not one. Um, it is a problem, that's true. And white people should but not just white people. Everybody should, not must. And there's a big difference between sh- must and should. Big difference between um, must and should. We all should. White people, too. You all should. Me, too. All should. Try to understand our unconscious biases. Of course we should. Absolutely we should. Um, but no, it's not a will or have to or must. No. We don't have to enact policies to purge people. So 
No on one. That's for sure. Two, racism, racism exists. That's true. People of all colors and backgrounds must practice seeing themselves and those individuals to be judged by the content of their character. I like this so far. I will go, okay, I'm, I'm liking to. Otherwise, we reform laws that ex- exacerbate social problems. This is the drug war. Ah, uh, they got me in the drug war. I'm like, yeah, see? Two already got me and then the drug war. That, that's not fair because I'm going to jump on two because drug war. But let me keep going. Racism is a minor issue. Then it's true. But it is an issue. I want to be clear. Racism exists. And I'm everyone to think racism doesn't exist. It's just not as big as people are saying it is. But it does exist. It is a thing. Um, people need to see themselves and others first and foremost as patriotic citizens of the same country. Yet add patriotic. You don't have to be patriotic. I think we are countrymen. If that's true. But you're not required to be patriotic. I mean, it's nice if people are patriotic. It's a nice thing. But you don't have to be. Otherwise, you need to reform laws that keep people dependent on welfare and other government programs. I think that's true, but then how is that racism? Yeah, no, that racism isn't about welfare and government pro. That's not, no. No, it's two. Two is what it is. It's two. Ooh, get my results. All right. All right, hold on. Right, let, me, let me get my results here. See if I can do this here. You guys can see what I'm doing here. Hold on. Let's see here. I'm, I'm not giving you guys my email address. That's why I'm doing it. So you guys can get mad at me. I'm giving you my email address. You'll be emailing me all day, so I got to do that one. And you should put your email address in. Yes. Uh, here, if I do this. There we go. I, I'm doing it, right? I'm doing it. All right, here I am. Now I'm going to show you my um, my results. And libertarian, shocker. Ooh, but I, I'm a little bit towards, a little bit towards progressive and moderate. Am I progressive? I guess towards this I am. Usually I come up a little bit towards conservative or in the middle. This time I came up towards... Uh, I came out towards uh, progressive. Look at that. I'm turning liberal, guys. Watch out. Teasing, obviously. But yeah, that's good. So <laughs> I just thought you guys might enjoy that. Show us your password. No, you can't do that. So no, I'm not showing you my passwords. Guys, uh, I hope you enjoyed that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share it right now. Hold on. I'm going to share it on Facebook right now. Did I share? I think I did. I hope I did. Let me tweet. I'm, I'm trying to share my results if I can. Oh, I don't know if I can. I have to cut and paste it then instead. All right. Anyway, but anyway, my point is, um, my point is that liberal. I'm out. Yeah, I became a liberal, Tom. Look at that. I, I went, I went to, I went like a, a click to the left on this one. Oh my god. So yeah. But the funny thing is, if you look at um, these questions, I'm torn many times. Right. You can see that I'm torn. Right. The I could have gone either way many times. I think I have, it looks like I leaned left one time more than I leaned right. That's my assumption here that I did it. As I was going back and forth, I leaned left one time more than I leaned right. Um, so yeah, it's just how it works. What are you going to do? I like John teasing me. Larry Shaw, liberal at status.com. It's true. I've become a status. Don't take these tests. They turn you into status. I'm kidding. So yes. Um, Joshua says, you could just hit cancel results anyway. Yes, but I would like to give the advocates my email so they can send me stuff because I care about the advocates. So, Joshua, I would like to do that. I would like you to do that also. So, yes, yes, yeah. I, I know, Johnny Kitty, I know. It's all good, brother. I'm totally cool with it. All good, yes. So, Gene says, last one of these tests I took in the kit that I'm a liberal libertarian. I like that. Look at you, liberal libertarian. Gene, I like it. It's good. There we go. We're all we're all commies and status now. That's it. That's what happens. Nazim, <laughs> commie alert. I appreciate that. 
So, guys, I hope you enjoy this. If you do, then do me a favor. Support the show. Support it by liking, commenting, and sharing. It's how I get around. We talk about the media doing that. It's how I get around the media, right? It's by liking, commenting, sharing, and that's how people see it, and they get out, and it works. That's what we do. If you got some cash, then support directly, right? Head over to patreon.com slash shotway. Throw me 10 bucks a month so I can keep doing this. And, of course, what I've been asking the entire show, and I'll keep bugging you, take this, take the survey and share it. Let people know that it's working. All right, guys, we'll say thank you so much for this evening. I appreciate the time that you spent with me. I will be in Montana this weekend raising money for the Montana, Montana Libertarian Party. So if you happen to be in Montana this weekend, come see me if you happen to be in Montana. Otherwise, um, I'll be out this weekend, and I will see you all on Monday. Guys, have a great weekend.